I remember trying to pull the poor mouse with uh, one of my lecturers. I went into him, a professor of pharmaceutics, and I said, you know, I find it a really tough year, and I was hoping to maybe he'd like maybe push me through, but he just like waved my exam paper in front of me and said, you have written leaving cert chemistry answers to pharmaceutical questions. Are you for real? <laughs> get back there, get to your desk and study. <laughs> wow. So hence, I had the worst summer of my life. What is up, Fit Farm fam? Welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. My name is Dr. Adam Martin. I am a practicing pharmacist, nutrition consultant, author, and lover of living life to the fullest. Each episode on the podcast, I will dispense to you an innovator and expert in the world of healthcare so they can share their story, their struggles, and best practice tips to empower you to nail your nutrition, master your mindset, fit in fitness, and take your level of impact to the next level with simple solutions for how to live with passion and purpose. Thank you for spending your time with me today. Now let's discuss how to dispense your full potential. Some people strive to be a good pharmacist. Others aspire to be an exceptional pharmacist. What if you became a fabulous pharmacist? Guys, that's why I'm so excited to bring the fabulous pharmacist to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Laura Dowling who is a pharmacist in Ireland. That's right, coming to you right now from Ireland. She is a passionate pharmacist about health and lifestyle wellness. Laura is a practicing pharmacist, as I said, in Ireland, who loves to share her practical and research-based scientific knowledge with others in a fun and engaging manner. Because y'all know I don't like no boredom. So you gotta bring your full tilt to the show, to Club Pharmacy, which is exactly what Laura does. Her primary audience is women and girls of all ages accessed primarily through social media, television, and radio appearances, corporate speaking events, and written articles. Fabulous Pharmacist is glamorous, relatable, funny, and a mine of information on a wide range of topics, everything from fungal nails, asthma, skin concerns, and yes, even constipation. In her daily posts, she discusses medicines, natural therapies, healthy food, vitamins, and exercise in between performing advanced yoga poses and baking sourdough bread with her three sons. Her aim is to make everybody feel as fabulous as possible by inspiring them to lead balanced, healthier lives, always in a consistent and achievable way, and by avoiding short-term crazes and fads. You can find and follow along with her journey on Instagram and Facebook at Fabulous Pharmacist. She is also a feature for the Fit Pharmacist Friday series, and it's with my great pleasure to introduce her to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Oh, I am so excited, guys. So literally, it's 2 p.m., in uh, Pittsburgh right now, and I still don't know what time it is over in Ireland because <laughs> the most difficult thing of setting this up was the time zone. And you'd think that you know I can figure it out being a pharmacist just doing simple conversions, but I told her like it's not divisible by five, so this is a real struggle. So <laughs> I'm just really impressed that we finally pulled this off. <laughs> Absolutely, it took a few goes, Adam. I had to like actually Google, you know, 1400 EST 
equals what time my time here. So anyway, we got it straight in the end. We had patience to serve the patients, so it's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so for those of uh, the listeners who aren't familiar with you, because you have a huge presence in your country of Ireland, you do things very similar to what I do, which is why we resonated so well and have been talking for, I think, a couple years now on yeah. social media. But for those who are new to hearing about you and your journey, can you kind of give us a walkthrough of your career from why you decided to go into pharmacy to what you're so passionate about today with Fabulous Pharmacist? Yeah, I can. Um, I, hope, I, <laughs> I hope I don't bore your listeners to tears with my, with my <laughs> journey. I've been 15 years in this game. Wow. But yeah, so um, I, I always, you know, as, uh, when I was a teenager, um, I always loved science and maths and chemistry. And when we do our final high school exams over here, we, you have to, you know, get a certain amount of points and then you can go into university or college and do, you know, either a basic science degree or you can go into pharmacy or medicine from those points. So basically I knew I wanted to do something in the healthcare field. I wasn't too overly enthusiastic about doing lots of bloods and guts, you know, <laughs> so <laughs> I knew pharmacy was a mixture of science and healthcare. And I knew, also knew that I would be finished pharmacy. I'd be finished my training in pharmacy a lot sooner than I'd be finished my, my medical training if I went the doctor route. So I signed up to pharmacy. I did well in my exams in my high school and I got, in, I got into Trinity College here in Dublin. And that was it. I so began my career in pharmacy. Wow. So yeah. that, that's what got you into pharmacy. What yeah. about your career path? Can you tell us a little bit about what your niche in pharmacy is and how that's transformed over the years? So I suppose as you know, a person, I have always been interested in health and in well-being. I grew up in a family where my mom worked. Uh, she was a midwife. My dad worked too, but my mom always had you know, healthy food on the table, you had everything was cooked from scratch, you know, there was no second helpings, but everyone got a nice portion of food. The only time we ever got treats was on a Friday. And at that, it was like we were allowed to go shopping with her and pick a small chocolate bar, you know, mum mm. was always going to the gym and always working out. And, you know, I suppose growing up in with a mother like that, and an encouraging father too, that was the way I lived. That was the way I saw. It was just the way I grew up. And it was, you know, in my mind, that's the way to live. So then when I, when I qualified as a pharmacist and came into the industry, I, I saw that you can merge both together. You know, obviously pharmacological medications are very, very important. You know, they save lives day after day. However, there is in the Western world, the obesity epidemic, the diabetes epidemic that could be negated by, by healthier lifestyle choices. So I'm trying to be that measured voice of reason, I suppose, without being, you know, pointy fingery at people. Exactly. And yeah. I, I think that's such a great thing that you do. And another thing that brought us together is merging fitness and pharmacy. Uh, and yeah. With the whole Fit Farm Fam and everything that we do over here, you're really the, the leader and voice for that exact movement in your light with, uh, with everything you do in Ireland, which is just fantastic. And that actually brings me to a question that a lot of people in pharmacy, whether they're uh, pharmacy students or they're new pharmacists or have been practicing for a while, is the, I guess, doubt that they have of, yes, that sounds great, but dot, 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 dot. 
And there's been a lot of pharmacists that, that I've met, and I'm sure you have as well, that are pharmacists or in our profession that want to live healthier lives, that want to lead by example in their health, but they find several obstacles that get in their way. And unfortunately, more times than not, those overrule their success. So that's one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, you're doing all the things, you're being an awesome pharmacist, you're leading by example, you're, you're making your health and your self-care a priority. But I'm sure that wasn't always easy, especially when you transitioned to a pharmacist and you have three sons, like lots of variables there. So mm -hmm. can you just share what the biggest obstacles you have faced in that transition and what you found to be helpful to overcome those? Okay, well, I suppose I could pinpoint two major obstacles that I had. One, when I was a student pharmacist, and the next was when, you know, I became a pharmacist. So, when I will pair it back, back to uh, 1998, when I get into pharmacy school, you know, I was just back off the do my leaving search in, in, in that, that's the equivalent of the high school very end, end, end exams. And um, I had done very well in it, but it wasn't didn't fall from the sky. I had studied really, really hard to get the points to get into pharmacy. So I, there I go and I hit pharmacy school and it's a 45 hour lecture and lab week. Um, and at the age of 18, I was just, you know, <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. So I, I decided, I, I don't know if it was a conscious effort or not, but I didn't go to many lectures. I met my now husband. He was my then boyfriend back then. He was studying business on the other side of campus. He was a couple of years older than me. And I just like, kind of hung out with him for the most of uh, first year college. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though like we had, we had, you know, various subjects, like I'm sure you studied yourself, but, you know, even like the likes of physics, which I had never done before, even in school, and I didn't attend any lectures. And then, you know, in my crazy head, I thought, oh, sure, I got into pharmacy, I'll be clever enough to, you know, pass all the exams, sure. <laughs> but I didn't, I failed spectacularly. Like I'm talking, I got an F1 in physiology, an F2 in pharmaceutics, and an F3 in physics. So, you could not, you know, I think I did, like I bombed, bombed first year, first year uh, college. So I, you know, I suppose I went through a moment of, oh my God, you know, do I really want to do this? Because I knew that if I was to, to study for my repeats, I, you know, it, it would take the summer to get them. I had, I scraped by three exams, but only by the bare skin of my teeth because a couple of the subjects I had done in, in high school and managed to kind of, I suppose, do a little bit of work towards them. I remember trying to pull the poor mouth with uh, one of my lecturers. I went into him, a professor of pharmaceutics, and I said, you know, I find it a really tough year. And I was hoping to maybe he'd like maybe push me through. But he just like waved my exam paper in front of me and said, you have written leaving cert chemistry answers to pharmaceutical questions. Are you for real? <laughs> get back there, get to your desk and study. Wow. <laughs> so hence I had the worst summer of my life I had to get like extra tutors tutoring in physics I had to just get the head down and study for non-stop two months like around the clock I'm telling you I had to like get lecture notes of people that I barely knew in college because I hadn't seen them because I was never there um, but I got them I scraped by um, I did okay in the in the in the repeats actually and then I never ever failed another exam to the, to the point that in, the, in, the, in my final year, I did so well in pharmaceutics, which was the one I got the F3 in, which is literally like less than 10% in an exam question. Huh. I was offered to do a PhD in it because I'd actually excelled in it then. So 
that was one obstacle that I could, got over. You know, I, I, I'd done well in school all my life and then I just bombed. My confidence dropped. It was, you know, it was a hard time. But I, I suppose if it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. And, and my point being is that if you just get the head down and, and, and get through it, you know, anyone can do it. It's just about being focused. Right. Staying consistent with yeah. why you're there and doing what it takes. Yeah. Uh, to- yeah. Because I knew I really wanted to do it at the end, you know. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people go through that, especially if they do perform really well in high school or they have a a bachelor's degree or an associate's and then they're like, oh, this was fine. So I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing because that's worked. But, you know, there's so much to cram in with pharmacy, especially Mm -hmm. with ensuring, you know, credentials and accreditation are all uh, up to par for the school. There's so much information to put in that small time. So yes, you, you might be touching on it, but you really have to dive deep on your own time to make that stick and rearrange it in your own head to make to allow you to learn that however you are best equipped to learn that material. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. So, you know, my, my, my message out there to any student pharmacist would be, you might fail an exam. So what? You'll get it the next time. You just need to study. That was your wake up call to just go study. It doesn't mean you can't do the exam ever. You will be able to, you can get tutors to help you. You can just get the head down. But if you get into pharmacy in the first place, you're clever enough to get through it, you know? I love that. And uh, fun disclaimer, <laughs> uh, in, in the States, I don't know if you have it in Ireland, but we have an honor society called Rokai Society, um, which is like top 10% of your class. Um, I, I joke, I, I say that I'm in the, the no-kai society or the, the back row-kai um, because, I, I, you know, I studied, you need to know your stuff, but I, I definitely was not a straight-A student. And that, yeah. that's exactly what I, I, t- I interpreted uh, a failure as, is it's not a failure, it's a learning experience. So exactly. you can take this and say, you know, oh, this defines me, I'm a failure, I failed, therefore I am a failure. Or you can be like, you know, this is feedback on my performance and how I'm learning. Uh, So, you know, obviously what I'm doing isn't working out to get me the results I want. So I need to make some sort of change. So that's just feedback on what you're doing needs to be altered to get you to where you're looking to go. Um, So I think that's a great lesson. So thank you for sharing that. And uh, it's good to know. I'm not the only one that, that didn't get an A+. Plus. <laughs> oh, listen, absolutely. And in actual fact, I actually do talks to colleges, to pharmacy schools. So I've gone to, you know, all the pharmacy schools in Ireland to give talks to the pharmacy students. And that will be my opening line. I, you know, I failed spectacularly in first year. Do not lose hope if this is you, you know, you, you, can, you can do it. That's and so they like funny. to hear that. They like to hear that, you know. Absolutely. And that's so funny because that's what I do here in the States is I speak to pharmacy schools across the country. And that's what I end up starting with is I'm here speaking as a pharmacist to you pharmacy schools, but I was rejected from pharmacy school. I didn't even get in because I was that quote bad. So here I am standing before you as a pharmacist and I didn't even get in the first time I tried. So if you're going through failure, if you've been told you can't do this or you feel like you're not good enough, that's a bunch of crap. That's yeah. your choice to believe that. All that really is is a opportunity to make some adjustments and really have an honest conversation with yourself. Do I really want this? Why? And then put in the work to make that happen. So I, I, think, that, yeah. I think that's great you do that. I do the same thing, just a little, little different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have an accent. I try to throw in the Pittsburghese. Um, that we oh, yeah. In Pittsburgh, but <laughs> that's phenomenal that you share, you know, what you've gone through to help other people and inspire them mm. to overcome what they're up against. So kudos yeah. to you for that. That's fantastic. 
Thank you. That's your, your first story is pharmacy, yeah. for pharmacy students. Now, how about that transition to pharmacist life? Tell us about the obstacle you faced with that and what really helped you overcome it. Okay, so I suppose the obstacle that I faced with becoming a pharmacist was, you know, you're so, I think our, our course is so heavily academic. You know, we learn all about the biological systems. We learn all about how the, how the drugs work in the, in the body, the farm chem, the biochemistry, the pharmaceutics, everything. And we then go into, for want of a better word, a shop and pick tablets off a shelf and stick labels on them and hand them out to customer patients, you know? Mm -hmm. And that for a lot of people, including myself, can be quite mundane. It can be a little bit mind numbing sometimes. And I think a lot of pharmacists, when they go out into the community and they do, they, they find themselves, especially if they're in a very busy dispensary where they're just doing checking, 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 dispensing nonstop. They don't even get the chance to go out and talk to their, their patients. Um, they, can, they can really find that, that slog um, unrewarding. Okay, so um, I have always made the effort to go out to my patients and talk to them, talk to them about their drugs, talk to them about their their rash on their backside, talk to them about <laughs> their family. So funny. I just had that happen. I, I literally just came from work an, an hour and a half ago and I had that question today. <laughs> the, the question was, how good are you at rashes? And I'm like, what? <laughs> And oh then there gosh. goes the shirt. <laughs> oh, I know. It's funny, isn't it? The whole rash thing. It's like it could be anything. But, you know, I actually live and I work uh, in the same town. So my, my, my local shopping center is where my pharmacy is based. I've been working there for 13 or 14 years, I think now. And wow. um, prior to that, I worked as a relief pharmacist for another company. But I've basically stuck with the same pharmacy because it's close to my home. And then I had a, three children and it, they, they go to a school that's nearby. So... So, you know, it's very, much, it's very much a community pharmacy. And, you know, to the point that if I go out of the shop and I come back into the shop, I can tell what my patient, who my patient is by just looking at them from behind. You know, I know, I I know them very well, you know. Yes. Um, but, it, you know, it, it would also be a case of I would be down for coffee on a Saturday morning with my kids and my husband maybe down to the local cafe. And, you know, someone might pass me by and talk to me about their hemorrhoids while I'm drinking my cappuccino. So. <laughs> Oh, man. And ask me, ask me what cream they should pop into the pharmacy for. So it's a very local feel and it's lovely to have that relationship with your patients, I think, you know. Yes. Um, but so, yeah, so basically the obstacle that I ha yeah, had was that kind of um, mundaneness that you, you might feel. So I think that as a pharmacist, you definitely can't stick yourself in the dispensary. You can't stay in there all day. You have to utilize the staff that you have, the colleagues that you have to help you with dispensing so you end up just maybe checking the drugs before they go out so you can actually go out and spend the time with your patients and, and as a result you learn an awful lot you know from just listening to them and talking to them you learn about their how the drugs are affecting them what they're taking the drugs for because as you know you can take one drug for many different things um, and then it builds up your repertoire of knowledge and of you know of drugs and of, of illnesses and because I think that sometimes it can get it can get a little bit lost if you're just dispensing 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 um, so that was my, my second obstacle. And then as, as a result of that, um, you know, I've, I've a lot of friends and they would, I would often be getting the same questions. So I'd be getting, you know, Oh, my, my son has a temperature. What should I do? My son's vomiting. What should I do? Or I'd be getting pictures of rashes of 
all different areas of the body WhatsApp to me saying, what's this, what's this? So I, I had a kind of a brainwave one day and I said, you know, I might as well just put all this information out in social media. I'm being asked anyway by everyone. So there must be lots of people out there that could benefit from the information. And I just kind of started slowly from there. And as a result, my, my social media presence started to grow. And, and that's, that's really it. That's, that's how it came about. So my, my, what I try to do in social media is combine my kind of like bits of my personal life. So my, my exercise, my nutrition, little bits of my kids' lives, and then obviously information about medicines, information about medicines that people can buy without prescription, information about diseases, and then information about herbal remedies and vitamin supplements and all that kind of thing. So it's a big mishmash of everything. <laughs> Laura, that's so spot on what you said is just getting that opportunity. So this pairs so in line with one of the biggest things I learned in the last two years is don't focus on lacking resources but instead focus on how can you be resourceful with what you have. And yes. what I mean by that in the pharmacy context is I hear this so many times with students or pharmacists saying like, hey, I see you're doing big things. Like, how can, how can I do that? And I say, you know, I, I offer a suggestion just like to get them started. And immediately there's a limiting beliefs. Well, I don't have enough time. I don't have mm. extra income. I don't have 50,000 followers. I don't know how to podcast. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't. They're focusing yeah. on what they do not have, the lack of resources, but mm -hmm. just what you said, look at what you do have and be resourceful with that situation. So Absolutely. just like you said, yes, you're there dispensing and you've got you know, prescriptions and so forth to help patients, but you also have prescriptions and stuff to help patients. So you have the yeah. opportunity, you have that trust to go out, out of the counter and counsel them on that. Ask them like, hey, how was your weekend? Or just kind of build that personal relationship with them. And that's going to strengthen Absolutely. the trust and that's going to lead to more conversation. And who knows, talking about hemorrhoids while you're having cappuccino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what there you, are worse topics you can talk about while having your cappuccino, you know? <laughs> yes, ab absolutely, for sure. But I, I love what you said there because you're like, hey, I'm doing this anyway. I might as well you know, create something with what I'm doing anyway. So you're yeah. already studying. You already have this knowledge and you're sharing it to others. So you channel that to social media. And I just wanted to ask you on that because in, in the States, I'm a very big proponent of building your personal brand, especially as a pharmacist and pharmacy student, to really galvanize your niche and make more impact, not just for patients, but for your career. So I wanted to explore that because I think with you, it's very unique and impressive, to be honest, with what you've done in providing information to your patients, to your colleagues in the social media realm because that's had such a profound impact in your career and how you interact with your community. Um, so can you just share your journey through social media and the kind of doors that's open for your career in where you practice? Yeah, so basically, you know, my social media started off very small as everyone else does. You know, when you're starting out, I just had, you know, a few followers. I was just putting out probably daily maybe every second day posts just about random healthcare issues and you know random posts about what I may have been eating and then you know I suppose maybe because I, I had labeled myself as fabulous pharmacist people knew that I was a pharmacist so if anyone was doing a search they would see that there's a pharmacist that's that's you know talking on social media so as a result then some health some pharma companies reached out to me um, and asked me would I be willing to go in and do a talk on say um 
the the you know pain relief or whatever medicines that they might they might sell uh, talk to their sales rep about that talk to them about community pharmacy talk to them about what's the best way to talk to your pharmacist you know some people just want to some pharma companies want to know us you know what do we tell our sales reps to do mm-hmm. when 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 they're going in to talk to your pharmacist how do we best engage with a pharmacist so you know that that's one aspect of it another aspect of it is is that i i do school talks um you know i go and talk to um to um local schools about healthcare issues and about um you know how to like 12 year olds about drugs and about you know how bad drugs are to use if they <laughs> if they're right. taking them on a social um, so all those kinds of things, um, I think, just kind of came to me because of the social media. And then as a result, then you kind of you, your reputation grows because then people might be talking about you within the, the industry. And, and, you know, and they might say, oh, so I need I need a pharmacist to write a healthcare article. Oh, there's a pharmacist that did a bit of work for me. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you her details. And it kind of just all spun from there. So that's really it. And, you know, I, I, I suppose I have a little niche. It's, you know. There's not many of us out there. That's not to say that there shouldn't be. I think there should be loads of pharmacists shouting about how knowledgeable they are and how much they know about drugs and how much they know about medicines and how much they know about healthcare. And the more of us there are, the more of a voice we'll have within that circle of healthcare professionals. And, you know, I think that we have a really valid reason, raison d'etre, I suppose, you know, to do this and to voice this because there's a lot of people out there on social media that aren't qualified to talk about healthcare issues, but they're doing it and, you know, people are believing them and they may not be giving them the best advice. So at least like anything that I post, I always think about it three or four times before I post it. because I always want to make sure that a, it's, it's the correct information. B there's nothing misleading. Um, see that you know I have all my facts right because I could be giving someone advice that isn't isn't right otherwise and and as a result it really helps me learn too because I can't just put up a random post about antidepressants say or I can't just talk randomly in my highlight about anxiety unless I've really thought about it and and you know sort of all the aspects of it and maybe written a few points down before I actually start to talk about it and as a result then I learn more too because I find myself picking up you know um, the BNF, which is the, the the book that we use over here to, to to look up medicines information, I find myself picking that up and finding out different things about drugs that I may have forgotten over the years, and it's just it's a really good way of keeping up my CPD as well. So yeah, no, I love it. I really love it. If I had if I didn't have my full time job as a pharmacist, I'd just just do this all the time, just talking to people about about healthcare, you know. I love that. And what you gave is such good advice regarding social media and the content you put out because a lot of people don't get into it just because they're afraid of, you know, violating HIPAA or giving wrong advice. But, you know, as long as you do your due diligence and and the phrase, because I do a lot of talks on social media and how to grow that presence with building your personal brand. So the one piece of advice I give, I call it roast before you post. So literally give that like the devil's advocate look over with the content, the picture, just to make sure that yes, it's valid and accurate, but mm-hmm. make sure that it's, you know, appropriate within your scope, all of those sort of things. Um, so I think Absolutely. that's great. I think that's great that you, you know, look that over and, and make sure because that that's also your integrity on the line. And just like you said, someone could take that advice and put it right into action, which isn't advised for anybody, but people do do that. So making sure that's yeah. you know, so the very best uh, possible content you can make for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually find the people that will call me out the most if, if they think that there's anything in any way lacking in one of my posts or anything that I say 
would be another pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Oh, they're just so. We're, we're know, so tight in the attention to detail. Oh, I mean, that's what we're trained are, to do. Yeah. Oh, it is. And that, that's it. So if I get a, if I get like a comment from another pharmacist, I'm like all over it. I'm like, oh my God, thanks for, you know, getting in touch with me. I forgot to say that because, you know, I may be waffling on about something in, in my, you know, and because I because I do since Instagram has started doing highlights I find it a lot easier to get my message across because um I just put a lot of, I just waffle a lot and I and I and I just stick it all up my highlights so there's less written posts if you know what I mean but that you know as a result then if I'm in the dispensary and I'm chatting away maybe I might forget one thing but I'll get a message from a pharmacist saying oh you forgot to say this and I'll just like stick it in at the end you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way <laughs> <laughs> exactly but as you say it's the attention to detail and it's always another pharmacist that calls it out it's it's, it's gas actually you know and i like i love the highlights too because it gives people behind the scenes of like what your real life is because the post mm -hmm. you know that could be touched up or whatever but stories it's really a great way for my followers and friends to really engage with me uh to see yeah. what i really do like you know I see you check in whenever I do my lives, whenever I'm doing like a deadlift or a squat. So I appreciate <laughs> I the support. I love watching them. I love watching them. <laughs> and then uh, sometimes I'll just do my, you know, my talks on a walk, I call them. Um, but you're yeah. like, oh, I, I like your beard. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I know. I do like your beard. But it's funny how you can, like I was just saying to you, you know, I have the best crack and <laughs> In Ireland, saying that you've the best crack doesn't mean that you're 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 taking crack cocaine. It means you're having the best fun <laughs> with people um, on Instagram that I've never met before, but I virtually know them because you know we've been messaging back and forth. We might be into the same thing. We're talking about health promotion all the time, and you know I'd be talking away to a few doctors, another other few pharmacists, some pharmacy students, and then just having the banter, which means the crack which means fun with <laughs> random people that follow me so you know it, it's really good you get to meet lots of different people with lots of different attitudes to life and you know you can only grow from it i think absolutely and it's such a great platform to mm -hmm. grow your audience and your network just create that spark of you know conversation and i can't tell you how many times i've you know engaged with people on on social specifically instagram and through stories where you know we strike up a conversation and it leads to other things and then i end up meeting them in person so yeah. it's it's so much value if you have someone that you just meet in person just totally cold like brand new stranger versus someone that you've been engaging with online and then you yeah. see them in person like oh it's like you've been these long lost friends it's crazy how that works um, it is it, funny it's such a great tool to to forge those relationships professionally so that you can really get that get that started in in building more and network and having that impact like you do with your talks and, and with collaborating with physicians and other companies. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It is all good. Like, do you remember when, or maybe, maybe you're a lot younger than me, but I remember when the internet first came out, like this was, you know, a good few years ago and people may have been like on, on, on online forums and or chat rooms, weren't they? And then yeah. they would be on chat rooms and they might be, dating online but they'd never they'd never meet and I remember thinking you know I remember people saying Jesus how can they think that they're actually having a relationship with someone when they've never <laughs> met them before but, but I can so see how it happens now because not that I have I'm a married woman Adam but <laughs> <laughs> to clarify <laughs> just, no, just no sliding in the DMs guys <laughs> no 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 disclaimer <laughs> but um, I'll take your DMs but I you know <laughs> nothing salacious okay Taken. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I can totally see how you can like totally get someone's personality by just having the banter with them online. You know, it could be really good fun. You can really you can open your mind sort of that way. For sure. I don't have time to work out. 
eating healthy is not possible as a pharmacist. There's so many things to juggle. I just feel so stressed out. I can barely even keep it together. Guys, if this is you, I totally understand. I have been practicing pharmacist full-time for over seven years. I've been through the hurdles, living through the trenches, and through my time with that, have developed simple solutions to help empower you to not only fit in fitness, but nail your nutrition and master your mindset, empowering you to lead by example through living a healthy lifestyle. I put all these solutions in an easy-to-read, applicable, and simple guide for you to read in my new book, RxU, The Pharmacist's Guide for Managing Stress and Fitting in Fitness. If you haven't gotten your copy, check the show notes for a link so that you can get yours today and get started to dispense your full potential. We've talked a lot about the value of social media, about how it's shaped your career, your mission, and really leading wellness and fitness and pharmacy as a fit pharmacist in Ireland. So if there is a pharmacist or pharmacy student looking to do this, they've had this feeling that, you know, what I'm doing isn't fulfilling. I'm trying to really live my life in purpose, but I feel like I'm just clocking in. Um, what advice would you give someone listening to this if that's where they are? They're thinking about it, they have the urge, but they haven't taken action. Is there a first step that you would recommend just to get that momentum going so that they can really get to a place where they feel like they are living a purposeful career and life in pharmacy? Oh my God. The first step is to just bloody do it. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, stop waiting around. We will be a long time dead. This is your, your only life. You spend an outrageous amount of time in work. You know, how long do we spend in work? Nine hours a day, 12 hours a day, spend more time with our colleagues than we do our family. So True. make your work fun. Enjoy your time with your colleagues, make friends with your colleagues, have the crack, have the banter and get out and learn from your patients too. And then just, just do it. Just jump feet first in and sure look, if you make a mistake, who cares? It doesn't matter. No one is going to, no one is going to care. People will just applaud you for trying. And then that, that's what I say to them. Just, just do it. Message me if you need anyone to support you. <laughs> I have no problem. I have no problem bigging you up. <laughs> that's why I love this Fit Pharmacist community, guys, is there's people literally all over the world just like Laura who are doing these things. Uh, and when they fail, they laugh. They're like, oh, that was hilarious. Like me, for example, <laughs> yeah. trying to set this podcast up. Like, I can't tell time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, listen, absolutely. You know, and there's sometimes, you know, I, I do Ashtanga yoga and uh, I love doing it. So, uh, you know, and I was always, I, I always give snippets of my yoga, you know, through, throughout as I've been, as for as long as I've been on social media, but I decided I was in Gran Canaria on holidays a few weeks ago and I decided I would do the entire primary series and I would, um, you know, video it, but do it in little snippets every day so that people would get a feel for it. And then I'd stick it all up my highlights and the whole, the full series would be, will be up there and like disclaimer I'm not a yoga teacher I just love yoga I've been practicing for 13 years and, I, and I'm okay at it you know but there is one move that you do that you can literally face splash you know like and every time I was just about to do it I just thought this is it the moment's going to happen I'm just going to like fall on my face and it's going to be caught on video and I'm just going to stick it up you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah no fail fail and just get up and try again because you learn from failure it's like me in first year college I learned from failing that you know you're never too clever to go to a lecture and actually get the notes and study because you'll fail otherwise. So I think that's the best thing that you can do. 100%. And like I said at the beginning, uh, prior to recording this is if you want to go fast, 
go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And that's exactly what the Fit Pharmacist community is all about. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing everything you've done, your journey as a pharmacy student, and now to a a speaker in Ireland as a pharmacist and a practicing pharmacist, giving advice at coffee shops (laughs) (laughs) community-wide. Absolutely. Just Um, buy your ticket. (laughs) Yes, 100%. So guys, as I said, Dr. Laura was a feature for Fit Pharmacist Friday. I will have the link to her story in the show notes so that you can read more about her journey, specifically in fitness and how she implements that into her pharmacy career. Uh, But Laura, as far as social media, uh, can you tell everyone where the best places to interact with you are so that they can connect with you and watch your story? I think the best place now is definitely Instagram. So at Fabulous Pharmacist on Instagram. I, you know, I'm on there daily um, in, my, in my story and then I, I'll, I'll post regularly enough there. I'm also on Facebook, but I suppose I just find Instagram a much easier medium to, to get my, my message out with because of the, the stories and that. And I can just stick, stick everything up my highlight and people can watch back on them. So, yeah, that, those two would be the, the, the best way to get in touch with me. If people want to email me, they can, I can send you the link they can email me on. It's just fabulouspharmacist.gmail.com. Yeah. Well, guys, I will have all of her contact in the show notes. Definitely make sure you reach out and connect with her. She's always on it, really loves to connect, and she's funny, which is the only reason I said it was okay for her to come on. Okay, you're funny. This is okay. (laughs) (laughs) You got to laugh because it laughs. You got to have the crack, Adam. You got to have the crack. (laughs) 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 I love it. Well, guys, this is Dr. Adam Martin of the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast signing off with the fabulous pharmacist, Laura Dowling. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential. All right, Fit Farm fam. Until next time, I am out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the show. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Your time is invaluable, and I sincerely appreciate you sharing it here. Most importantly, hit that subscribe button so you get a fresh new podcast episode every single week. Also, please leave a rating and review for the show. I sincerely hope that you got at least one golden nugget of knowledge from this episode. If you did, please share this with one person who you can help dispense their full potential. That is how this community will grow organically. I don't ask for anything in return, so thank you for your action of support. 